Hi, Warwick. Hi, Michaela. So, question time. Yes. What's the biggest risk you've taken in life? Biggest risk I've taken in life would have been in my mid-30s, having never ridden one in my life, deciding that I was going to get my motorbike license. Oh. Mm. Did you get a like an early midlife crisis or something? Yeah, I've had several since then. <laughs> but uh, I didn't think it was that risky at the time. But now that I look back, having uh, broken four bones in my body on separate occasions in less than 10 years... Probably didn't do enough uh, research before I went and bought a motorbike. But hell of a lot of fun. Well, that's the main thing. I'll go with a smile on my face. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to the Tradies Business Show, where we risk our lives to bring you great content. <laughs> we do. In this uh, padded cell called yeah, yeah. studio. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's very soft in here. And What about you, Michaela? Are you taking any crazy risks in your life? Um, I... I'm not a risk-taking person. Like, I'd never hitchhike or anything like that. Like, I don't take risks. I'm not really a risky person. But over the years, you know, I have put a lot of money into businesses and things like that that wasn't always my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a bit of a risk, I guess. You started a podcast with me. I did. That's pretty risky. <laughs> you didn't know me from a bar of Would you have, knowing what you know now, <laughs> would you have said yes to doing a podcast with me? Of course. Yeah. You know how to make me feel good oh, about no, myself, don't yeah. you? Hundred episode odd episodes yeah, later, yeah. hundred and something. Mm. Don't even know what episode we're <laughs> recording today, do we? <laughs> no. Hopefully, we know what we're going to talk about. We're just we're just laying down some awesome content. We don't even care how many, and that's how that's how we've got this far. Actually, is because we just have so much stuff that we want to share. Mm. So today we are going to share. What are we sharing today, Michael? Well, on the weekend we were both at a conference, yes, and love I a must good conference. yes, it, and I must say I've seen one of the most inspiring business stories that I've ever seen. And I've been to a lot of conferences, and I read a lot about you know entrepreneurs and things like this. But the lessons this guy had to learn was just amazing. And you don't have to give me a swelled head, Michael. <laughs> it wasn't you. Oh right, right. right. Sorry, okay. we're not here to talk about you today. <laughs> Uh, but it was this young guy called Nathan Chan of yeah. Founder Magazine, and probably most of you guys would never have heard of him. Um, but, you know, he is had an amazing journey, and what he's achieved in a very short space of time, I think there's a lot of lessons that our audience can take away. So we thought we'd chat about his journey and, and what he's done. Mm. And go go check out Founder Magazine, F-O-U-N-D-R.com, founder.com. Um Bloody amazing story. Like this little, uh, I don't know what his background is, whether it's Chinese or something Australian. Like, you know, he's an Aussie guy, um, but multicultural Australian. Little short dude, um, very unassuming. You look at him and you think, how old is he? Like 20? Yeah, I'm not sure. 22? I don't know. I don't know. He's He's young. Um, And (laughs) it's like he just sat up the back at this conference. And then he got up on stage and spoke like... You know, like someone twice his size and everything else. And then to hear what he's done has just blew my brain off. Yeah. Uh, well, he basically had another job um, mm. working uh, in um, sort of travel industry and uh, somehow came to realising there was this gap in digital magazines for entrepreneurs, particularly young entrepreneurs. Mm. 
and uh, decided that he thought that he could do that. And so he went about, um, firstly, connecting with people that were in the digital publishing space and trying to connect with them and, and learn how they did it and watch people that were doing it really well and see how he could apply those same principles to this magazine. Mm. Uh, so he just started this magazine, the full-time job, <laughs> and, uh, you know, had a stock image photo on the cover, like not even anyone well-known on the cover, mm. and just launched with it. But the amazing story is that after just four issues, so in, within four months, this guy knows nobody, has no connections at all, was able to get Richard Branson on his cover mm. and an interview. Yeah, and, and an actual, well, I think they ended up doing an email interview with yeah. Sir Richard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, um, yeah, he's, he's pitched Sir Richard Branson, uh, this kid from Melbourne or wherever the heck he's from. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and got him, yeah. And so and by issue eight, he was on on the cover, and that you know then took the magazine off, and then everything's much easier. It sort of fell in place after that. Yeah. But it was just his story where he didn't just aim at, you know, lower end people that he knew he could get. He just got a list and went to the top. You know, who would yeah. want to be on a business magazine, and just went after them. Yeah. And he said, if other business magazines can get these kind of people on the cover, why can't I? Yeah. So it was this unbelievable mindset of, well, of course he can and no one's going to stop him. Yep. And he just kept going and going until he got the right contact and then picked up the phone and made those calls. And he's been really, um, crafty is maybe not the the best word to use, but he's been very uh, smart about how he gets to these people. You know, he finds, like with Sir Richard Branson, uh, he found, you know, one of the key decision makers, you know, one of the key people in the publicist division or whatever. I mean, there's thousands of people that work. Yep. Under Richard, but uh, you know, got to her. I think it was, and um, you know, basically had to think of well, what the hell is my angle? Why would Richard Branson actually do an interview with little old me? Um, don't have a following, don't have anything, um, except that uh, you know, one of Sir Richard's well, his whole business was basically built off the back of a magazine and taking yep. a punt on something. So he went in with that angle yep. and it piqued his interest and uh, bingo, he's got himself an email interview with the guy. Yeah, and it was just, you know, he's got other, since then, other big names um, like Tony Robbins and Steph Godin, which is a, a very famous mm. marketing person. Who Tim Ferriss, who we Tim talk Ferriss, about. Tim Ferriss, yeah. I've got a man crush on Tim Ferriss. Yeah, and so he's just gone after the biggest... Um, Andriana Huffington, which is another mm. big name, mm. uh, and continues to to do that, and um, and in two and a half years, like from nothing, yep. to now being one of the biggest digital magazines yep. in the entrepreneur space, uh, you know, something like twenty five thousand subscribers or something yep. insane. And half every a month. half a million people following him on Instagram. Yeah, you like it's big deal. Yeah, twelve months ago, he still had his job. <laughs> you know, um, but he talked about having the hustle, you know, mm. and just going after it and, you know, and, and don't take no for an answer. And we thought we'd talk about that today is the importance of the follow up. Oh, absolutely. Because his key message was just keep following up. Yeah. And, you know, you know we, we don't have to wax lyrical about this. We probably will anyway, because we love the sound of our voices <laughs> through the headphones, listeners. But, uh, but. Something for you as a tradie is uh, you're probably guilty of this, just like uh, the rest of the people who listen to the show, and probably you know most of the 400,000 tradies in Australia is uh, you do a quote or an estimate or you know you get an inquiry from somebody and you do nothing after that. 
silence, tumbleweeds. And then you wonder why people don't book you, buy from you, accept your quote. Uh, and, you know, talking to some of the people even at the conference uh, about, I guess, Nathan's, uh, you know, keynote and uh, the power of actually following up and how to get guests and, and uh, alliances and that sort of stuff is just picking up the damn phone or sending another email and just persisting without being a pest, but actually just following up that simple act of picking up the telephone, ringing the person that you sent a quote to for their plumbing works or electrical or whatever it might be. Um, it's amazing how many people go, oh yeah, well, uh, Nobody else rang me, and you did. So, yeah, we were going to do that. Might as well go ahead. That's right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was sitting, I was having dinner with um, Andrew Griffiths. If you don't know Andrew Griffiths, he's the author of the, the 101 small business books, so 101 Ways to Market Your Small Business, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of Australia's uh, you know, most prolific small business authors. He's number one um, small business author in Australia. And uh, g'day, AG, if you're listening, mate. I'm sure he <laughs> but, is. Uh, but I had a chat to, to Andrew at dinner um, on the Friday night, and... Uh, yeah, he was talking about um, that whole thing of following up. And he just personally, he'd had three quotes for some work to be done at his house. And uh, he said, literally, the guy that rang him got the job because he just happened to ring him back. Andrew's busy. This guy rang, said, did you get the quote? What did you think? And he said, yeah, well, uh, you know, you weren't the cheapest, but the other two guys obviously couldn't be stuffed giving me a call. Um, you seem to want the work. I liked what you said. Let's go. Yep. So, you know, classic example of the power of just following up. That's right. And I know with Nathan and chasing his interviews, he, you know, he will keep following them up until he gets an answer. Yep. You know, and then it's a no. Uh, he goes, well, that's not the end. In 12 months, he'll follow up. Yep. And he does. Yep. You know, or in six months, follows up again. So, you know, he just does not give up. Yeah. Uh, until he gets, you know, well, basically, he's, he'll just keep going, I think, until he gets whoever he wants. Because I know like, things like Oprah and other people like that are now on his list mm. to get as well. And he will. He, mm. he will do it. Mm. So, for you listening to this show, uh, what you, you need to do is just grab out some of that white stuff. It looks like paper. It's called paper. And a pen or a pencil. You've probably got one behind your ear, perhaps. It's a bit stereotypical of me, isn't it? Uh, but grab a piece of paper. Well, it'd and be just... a pencil. You know those... Builder's pencil. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a pen. I can't, you know, I can't put a builder's pencil behind my ear because I've got no hair. <laughs> and my ears, like, stick out. They don't stay flat against my head. So I can't hold a builder's pencil over the top of my ear. Oh, well, you, you could never Sucks. actually be on the tools end. Because <laughs> I don't think you look good <laughs> with a tradie belt on either. So oh, no, I look, I, look, I look very good with a tradie belt on. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, sorry to all of our male listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so grab a pen and paper and just scratch out your current process. And we've talked about this on previous episodes about sales processes and everything. We're not going to go into that much detail, but you send a quote, what happens next? Well, you should be following up. So follow up, but what are you going to say? How are you going to do it? My suggestion would be don't do it by email. Pick up the phone. People love the personal uh, touch, particularly dealing with small business. Pick up the phone. It takes three minutes out of your day to, to pick up the phone, ring up, and say, "Hey, did you get the quote? How did you go?" Yep. Yeah. You know, was there? Did you have any questions about mm. it? Can I run through it with you? Um, so do that. And even if it's, "Oh, we're still thinking about it," well, now comes the part where even the most committed people would normally go, "Oh, well, they said they're still thinking about it, so I'll wait for them to think about it." Mm. Next step is maybe a week, two weeks later. Sure, send them an email. Hey. 
you said you were thinking about how did you go with that. Um, but even better than that would be to say at each phone call in particular is, that's cool, go and have a think about it. Um, look, I'll drop you an email with some more information in the meantime for you to go through that might help you with your decision. And is it okay if I give you a call in a week's time? And actually tell them that you're going to follow them up in a week. And and Nathan kind of does this as well, where he mm. says, that's okay, I'll, I'll touch base again in six months. And he has, has some of these high-profile guests have said the same thing to him. It's been, no, but get in touch with, with us in six months and yep. we'll see how we feel about it then. Yep. Right, So they've opened the door for him. And often consumers feel the same way. They won't necessarily tell you that because I guess you know they're not in that kind of entrepreneurial world where that's the way things are done. But mm. you, you need to take the lead with your business here and actually book that next follow-up call with people. And you know what people usually say is, yeah, sure. Because yep. they don't, don't want to be rude. Exactly. So they've given you permission to ring and hustle them. They've left the door open. Yep. So ring and follow up until they tell you to bugger off, I'm calling the police. Yep. <laughs> and we do say, you know, do the, the phone and, and that's all better yep. for this kind of industry and build that relationship and all that kind of stuff. But Nathan mentioned one of the coolest tools that I've oh, ever like, nearly wet my pants because I love all this geek <laughs> stuff, but I hadn't heard of it. And it's called Rebump and it will automatically send follow-up emails for up to five emails until you've got a reply. And I, I think you have to be using Gmail. Um, I haven't had a good look at it. But uh, if you're not using Gmail, um, it doesn't mean you're going to be bobsplumbing at gmail.com. You can actually use Gmail nowadays, if you didn't know this, uh, to run your own email account through. So you could be, you know, bob at bobsplumbing.com, uh, but run all that through Gmail and access some of these really cool plugins. And that can be free, but five bucks a month for you to do that and get access yep. to all these really cool tools like Rebump. And then you can just set up your email templates. So you send your quote out and you might do the phone call thing a day or three later and say, hey, did you go? And they said, oh, I was still thinking about it. And then you can you know, trigger Rebump to just automatically send some pre-written emails a week, a month, three months, six months later. You don't even have to remember to do it saying hey, how are you going? Are you still thinking about it? In case you needed some more info, here's a few links. And you can set up this whole automated follow-up process so you can be out on the tools doing whatever you're doing. You don't even need to remember to do it. Yeah, and what I love about this is it stops when someone replies. Yeah. So if you haven't heard a reply for three, it just keeps going, and then I think it goes to five or something like that. But yeah, generally yeah. by yep. five, you get a response. Yep. You know, so that's where the, the five comes into it. And for 50 bucks, I think a year it is, Yeah. Uh, US, uh that's an amazing sales assistant that's yeah. on autopilot. You know, it's not part of these expensive CRM programs. Right. It's just a plug-in into your Gmail uh, and we'll just, you know, that's going to take, not only increase your conversion rate, but also shave hours off of follow-up and things like that as well. So, as, as well as improving your sales conversion or your hit rate with your quotes, the other thing that follow-up is really good for is getting paid. And it's, a, it's another thing that a lot of you listening avoid because, uh, like, you complain and whinge like stink about it because my guys all t tell me the same thing, my consulting clients. But it's like, pick up the damn phone. It's your money. Ring them up. Yep. Hey, how'd you go paying that bill yesterday? How'd you go paying the bill yesterday? It's my freaking money. Could you pay your bill that you said you were going to pay yesterday? Well, with, with something like Rebump, you could set up your whole email trail of... 
uh, you know, please pay this invoice. Hey, we notice you haven't paid this invoice. Just hit reply as soon as you've paid it, and it'll yep. stop that process. So you can automate your, your accounts receivable follow-ups as well. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. For five bucks a month. That's why. How yep. cool is that? See? It's very cool. Up here for thinking. Yeah. Uh, so that follow-up is so crucially important to getting sales, getting paid, anything really. If you've got strategic partnerships that you're chasing, just because they said no this week doesn't mean it's no next month. Something might have changed in their business. Mm. And if you're trying to pitch for maybe build a business or you know get in with developers and stuff, again, we hear this all the time, Michaela, that, oh, yeah, but they've got their established suppliers. Yeah, that's this week. Yep. Things change. You know, Someone's going to mess up at some point and you want to be the one there in their face. So if you've been following up and they're thinking, oh, I'm so sick of my cabinet maker, he's just let me down again, it's time to look around and you just happen to follow up that week or one of your automated email drops in their inbox, like, that's right, this guy sent me a thing a little while ago. Yep. You might be in with a shot. Yep. So follow up, follow up, and follow up again. Yes. That's the three ways you can (laughs) improve your business. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, but some great tips there from Nathan Chan from uh, founder, F-O-U-N-D-R dot com. Yep. Check him out. Uh, tell him tell him Woz and Michaela at the Trades <laughs> Business Show sent you. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Yes. And he also, when you're on his um, website, has a really cool um, free ebook about getting uh, your first 10,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And so we have talked about Instagram a fair bit on the show. So check out his uh, free book. It's really cool. Get some great tips in there as well. So there you go. Follow up. That's that's our tip from today, isn't it? It is. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us, listeners. Great to have you with us. That's and, it. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Hooroo. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.